Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you for a special episode on uh, today's show. We're going to be talking about uh, how the Florida Keys have been affected by COVID-19 and I have a special guest uh, Jill Zima Borski. She works as a reporter for the Key West Citizen. She's not representing them today, but she's going to be speaking as her expert opinion as a reporter uh, and experiencing down here, and also a long-term, uh, long-time Almorada resident. Thank you, Jill. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Yes, uh, Jill. Um, I imagine uh, I, I can't. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, currently. There are um, 14,000, around, you know, give or take a couple hundred cases in Florida. Uh, what has, how quickly did this move upon you, the, just the development? When, when did you become aware uh, of this being an issue, COVID-19? Yeah, I, I think in the Keys, maybe about mid-March, um, all of a sudden, most of our news coverage began to be about COVID-19. So while we were able to do additional interesting um, features and other news stories, all of a sudden, you know, our municipalities meetings weren't happening so frequently, or the school board meeting was going online because they wanted to practice social distancing, that kind of thing. So it really became all about the virus about mid-March, to my recollection. Okay. Uh, Do you recall, I remember them talking, you know, in international news, that uh, hearing about the uh, now pandemic in, in China, and I think that was, uh, for me, it was uh, January. I, at first I heard, you know, the beginning of January. And, uh, and then, you know, I just thought, hey, here, I mean, we've, we've been through H1N1, SARS, bird flu. Bird flu was years ago. I think that was like right after 9-11. Um, but this just seemed to... Uh, when you start seeing these other countries, like, uh, at least for me, I can only speak for myself, it, you start seeing Italy, Spain. First, well, I think it's just China, and then you start hearing South Korea, and they dealt with it at their own pace. And then it, you just seen the progression coming over the United States. And then you hear about Washington State. That was in February. Exactly. And then California. Exactly. And I, I traced the, um, a timeline here just to give it a Florida one. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over it real quickly so the listeners can see. Uh, it, it, it seems like so long ago because of what we had to go through. But I, I think if you give it, break it down real quickly. Um, March 1st, the first case is uh, detected in uh, Florida. And there were two people. It was a 29-year-old female. Uh, who traveled from uh, uh, Italy, and I don't have the other person here, but uh, there were there were two cases initially uh, tracked on March second. AARP, 
the association, the American Association of Retired People, um, put out a warning for Florida nursing homes. On March yeah. 3rd, the third cases, the third case, the, one of them was the 22-year-old uh, sister of the 29-year-old, and then it starts speeding up real quickly. For part, uh, Florida Department of Health sets up a hotline. May 4th, uh, Governor DeSantis mentions that the risk is low for uh, Floridians, and the fifth person becomes infected. On March 5th, two patients die, and they were both in their 70s. On March 8th, the cruise ship, the Regal Princess, is ordered to remain offshore. Public starts limiting items. This is March 8th. Starts limiting items due to hoarding. On 9th, uh, there's a state of emergency. On the 13th, uh, Universal Studios and Disney closed. That's a big deal. Uh, that was a big deal when they closed. That, exactly. That was, exactly. Uh, and uh, the, the public schools on, uh, I think, uh, some, sometime the 14th maybe, the public schools, they extended their break and then eventually uh, did an indeterminate stop. And then 7th, March 17th, the thing that affect the, the keys the most, I think, and this is where you're going to come in and start talking about this. March 17th, mm -hmm. all, the order came through from the state to close all bars and nightclubs where there's a little misunderstanding for a couple of hours. They thought it was restaurants, which who, who didn't see that coming when they closed bars and restaurants? On the 20th, it was all restaurants were ordered to switch to takeout. And on the 23rd, um, DeSantis orders a, um, I don't, I think there was some additional ones, but then there was a state of emergency, the closure of, of the restaurants. Um, and uh, on the 22nd, Florida Keys called, closed to tourists. And on the 27th, the stretch and Cardtown Road were blocked to all non-Keys residents and people that did not work or had legitimate business down here. So we're, it, it moved in a matter of three weeks to March 22nd for us where we're closing down the highway. Exactly. And uh, initially, so, go ahead. Well, no, but initially, uh, no. when you said it was mid, it was mid March, right? And it pretty much was when it started uh, affecting with that's the Universal and Disney closing. That was a seminal event for me. So, wow, they they wouldn't have closed unless it was serious. And I'm going to let you take it from there. Now, at that point, you're you're um, doing your job. What are you seeing? Exactly. So, so um, keys wide, we did start, I think, based upon what Key West was doing, I think, uh, given that they're probably our largest draw in, you know, the Florida Keys, when the bars and restaurants uh, later, you know, were, were ordered to close, and have takeout only, I mean, that became an issue because people were not aware, perhaps, of the gravity of the situation. And, of course, they go down, Every all of us go to Key West to have a good time, and we're certainly not um, inclined to isolate. Uh, we're more inclined to reach out and, and be surrounded by people when we go to Key West because there's a lot, of be, a lot of fun to be had, a lot of great music to hear, and a lot of entertainment to enjoy. So, for example, I was set to usher a show that was getting all kinds of positive reviews at the Waterfront Theater, and my heart broke when um, the show just closed down, and it was having such a successful run. And, you know, the message comes, comes to me, um, nope, we're closing the show down, no ushers needed. In fact, and then a few days later, all the shows were canceled for the rest of the season. So, you know, in terms of entertainment in, in Key West and beyond, uh, we started to see, look, you know, the, you know, things are not okay, and anything that we have typically enjoyed and looked forward to um, are not going to be available to us. And, 
it sent a message, I think, that we needed to take this seriously. So whereas a few bars continued to serve drinks, um, they shortly were visited by City of Key West staff, et cetera, and, um, you know, and, and then did the uh, submitted, submitted to the closures and or the takeouts if they, they were serving food. So, so, you know, that's when it really set in that party time is over, unfortunately, for all of us. And, um, you know, and, and we had to adhere to these rules for our own and other people's sake. And um, so that's what I first noticed. You know, it was it was huge in Key West, you know, and then, of course, it, it trickled beyond. And I, I think what I'm seeing now especially is the concern um, for people's welfare in terms of do they have enough to eat. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of post-hurricane assistance when, you know, basically food banks are working nonstop and restaurants, stop, uh, you know, step up and offer free meals um, for pickup. And, I mean, it's keys wide. I just was notified that, that in the lower keys, at the lower keys Chamber of Commerce serving like Big Pine and some of the smaller islands around there, a former um, Upper Keys resident, Lisa Maletti, is sharing um, home-cooked meals. And people are being very resourceful. So, for example, um, if somebody gets out of the Keys up into Homestead, they're literally seeing squash and green beans and, you know, other vegetables just sitting sitting in piles by the road because they were destined for restaurants and the pickups aren't coming. So, for example, Lisa Maletti in, in Big Pine said, look, who who has trucks? Who can go gather some of this food for our people? And she made it happen. And, um, and it's free for the taking. You know, it's great if people can give donations, but it's, as ever in the Keys, there's not a lot of judgment. And, you know, uh, people are freely giving, and they're welcome to freely take as needed. Oh, well, it, 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 it was wonderful that you mentioned that there was the reluctance. I would say there was a little lag in some of the restaurants or bars closing or observing the social distancing rule uh, because it was, uh, I, I can't say their reason. It's, it was kind of a, a new thing for everyone. You've never had to experience before, um, uh, you know, closing for that reason. There were times when they closed restaurants due to hurricanes coming, you know, for public safety. But this was a, an altogether different animal. So on another uh, thing, that, uh, speaking of social isolation, there was a time when uh, they had closed the restaurants and the bars and even put a tarp over the southernmost buoy in Key yes. West, there were still yes. a lot of traffic coming into the Keys because of uh, so many people being in the South Florida when they shut down everything in Miami. Yes, yes. It seemed and that's be, it. Yeah. It coincided with spring break for a lot of schools as mm-hmm. well. So, that, you know, again, you know, families look forward to spending time with one another and or, you know, these long weekends. I mean, any of the people st- stuck in our northern U.S. that need a sunshine break, um, you know, they're down here. They're, they want to enjoy what we, you know, what we have every day in terms of, you know, bright sunshine and, and warm weather. And, yes, so I think a lot of people were here to enjoy that. And I think a case in point, I don't know if you heard about the woman from Wisconsin who was turned around at the uh, checkpoint on US-1. And, you know, she's just a tourist. She's just a visitor. I, you know, I didn't say whether she had ever been to the Keys before, but apparently on her bucket list was to drive the bridges of the Florida Keys. And we take this for granted. And, of course, those of us who are in Isla Mirada, you know, we get annoyed at the slowdown near Snake Creek because, you know, um, people are saying, oh, there's the water, right? Yeah, I want to take a look at the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this woman, at the checkpoint, apparently uh, she was turned away. 
she got back in line, and the second time, even though she was being turned away, she said, you can't stop me, apparently, to our wonderful uh, sheriff's office deputies, and you know how kindly they took to that. And so I guess she proceeded forward and was arrested. And, and, you know, but it just goes to show you. They actually, they you didn't. The you arrested, didn't. Arrested at the checkpoint. <laughs> yes, and and you can imagine really if it's their first time to the Florida mm-hmm. Keys, or if they have their hearts set on driving over our bridges and seeing the water on both sides. I mean, that is excitement for them, and they've looked forward to this, just like all the things that we who are cooped up, you know, have looked forward to. Whether it was a spring break. Um, uh, adventure or whether it was visiting family over the Passover or Easter holidays. I mean, you know, we we get emotionally involved in, in you know, the future. And uh, so it was just kind of ironic that this poor woman made a bad decision and paid the consequences. And, um, you know, I sympathize, but, but, but the facts are the facts, and our deputies are going to do their job and um, keep us all safe. So, so that was just kind of a ironic, sad tale. <laughs> okay. Well, I understand. You know what? I'm uh, of the same, of like mind. Uh, I think you recall several weeks ago there was a, a an impromptu protest at the at 107. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I heard about it was that. Kind of. A, it was kind of a negative thing, the way they. You know, welcome to the Keys. Now go home. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. and considering that the same people you're yelling at may eventually want to come back if they're not put off by that, that may have not have been. You know, that was a visceral response to um, a problem that has empirical answers. Meaning, you have to flatten the curve. You got to reduce the amount of people cycling through and contacts and that that's the main thing it's it's not a personal thing and uh we we seem to take it personally sometimes and that's uh, with the the checkpoint and uh and i want to get back to how selective some of the people have been because uh the not everyone that was renting when they closed all the hotels and motels and short-term rentals there was a, an exclusion that was people that had a month or more uh, lease going on. And, exactly. And there's people that are from other, they're people from New York, and they've been down here since January, let's say. Our exactly. And they're as, uh, and they have the same infection rates that we have because they've been here since the beginning. Yes, yes. And, and, and to go and have that response, to go home just because you see a New, Jer- a New York license plate. Now, obviously, if you're up there in New York City right now and you decide to get on a plane to come down here, that may be, you know, that may be a foolhardy choice. But uh, yep. to just have that yeah. knee-jerk reaction, seeing that New York plate and reacting to people that way, uh, it's possible. Now, the, a lot of times, they, a lot of people think that Maybe some of the decision for the March 27th decision that uh, the county made to shut down the stretch, which was disagreed to by the state. I mean, the state did not want to participate in that. Um, had to do with supplies down here. That, uh, that people were concerned that people were coming from the mainland doing some hunter-gathering, uh, hunting-gathering uh, routines, hitting the stores and and cleaning out the supplies. Do you have any feelings about that? Was there, was there, I, I don't know either way. I know people started hoarding and we've seen that started happening, you know, on March 8th when public started seeing it. Exactly. So it was interesting. I have, I have a couple thoughts there. Um, I heard, I did hear that as far south as Marathon, the hoarding 
from people from the mainland was happening. And I was I was in Winn Dixie, I believe, a Saturday morning. And sometimes I go like at seven a.m. to avoid crowds. But I was just there at like nine thirty in the morning, and it was noticeable. Okay, so first of all, the parking lot, and, and so I go to the tavern near um, Winn Dixie. The um, the parking lot was very full, and I thought weird. You know, it's still a Saturday morning, and people normally might be getting ready to go out in their boat or whatever, and they've shopped the Friday before, you know, like, like you know, we have our routines, right? Mm-hmm. So I get there, and I literally am going for, like, four things. Like, you know, we always need bananas and this and that, right? And so, first of all, in, in this, is, this is just the way it is. There was a rudeness. There was a rudeness. Like, when, I, when, when, when we are keys people and we tend to know each other or recognize faces or whatever... I am not going to fight with you over bananas. You know, like, like it, it wouldn't be my way. I would, I would let you choose your bananas, and then I would go in and choose my banana. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and it was just, it was just this, um, this feeling in the store that. The, it, people were alarmed, and I had to get my stuff before you got your stuff. Like, like that was the vibe I was getting as I did my shopping. And so, honestly, I said something out loud, like a kind of under my breath, which basically was, I have to get out of here. This is crazy. Like, like there was just this crazy vibe, and um, and I didn't like it at all. It wasn't my normal Winn-Dixie atmosphere, you know, that kind of thing. And so it was funny because I didn't even think to go raid the toilet paper aisle or go get, you know, stock up on milk or whatever. I was just there for my normal few things, you know. And so anyway, so all I can say was there was, okay, and and this was another factor. I think when I go to the grocery store, I go alone and I'm shopping for four people or whatever, right? Sometimes I think, again, the mainlanders, they come en masse. You know, there's three people surrounding one yeah. cart. And so, again, it's just, like, more clogged and more, you know, it's just more people, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was obvious. Like, it wasn't just one person pushing his or her cart. It was the family that was grabbing this, that, and the other thing. So, anyway, so all I'm saying is I think firsthand it did happen, and those of us like me – had the feeling, you know, I just need to get out of here because this is crazy. Whereas, you know, others were were stocking up for a long time, and we are taking whatever this grocery store has in order to be prepared for the coming month or whatever. And I just wasn't there yet in my mindset. I I was kind of appalled by the whole deal and got out. You know, yeah. <laughs> so so sadly. It happens. And I will tell you right now to this mm-hmm. day, um, Tavernier Winn-Dixie does not have any toilet paper, and they have wonderfully supplied 99-cent boxes, 99 boxes of tissues, Kleenex, um, the entire length of their paper towel and toilet paper shelves. You know, that's what you can get. You can get um, tissues. Mm-hmm. In a box for ninety nine cents, but but you know, good luck getting a roll anywhere. <laughs> I um I had uh, I have two thoughts on that. One is mm-hmm. uh, that that when the I did notice that boy in the morning I went several times. I go to a meeting early morning meeting several times a week, and okay, I stopped. I I was skipping the beginning of the meeting to to get a jump start at Publix, and right around. I guess it was March 11th or 12th, I got to the store and there was a line 10 minutes before the store opened outside of about oh, 50 people. So oh dear. I saw that and I said, well, well that ain't going to happen. But then uh, I, I did an inventory at the house and uh, I looked at the paper towels and, and the toilet paper and I realized that we had... At one point, we had 16 rolls. There was uh, oh. my wife and my daughter. And I go, you know, that 16 rolls, when I was single years ago, that would have been over a year's supply for me. So yep. I, I didn't really, and, and my wife did explain to me that, you know, the, re, the, the, 
the biological reasons why we would need some more than that. You know, I couldn't just do the math and say that would be four months supply. It just didn't work that way. I understood that. And, uh, but the, that idea that whenever you go someplace because it was running short, that you had to get some more. Yeah. But we ended yeah, up, we yeah. ended up getting, we got, uh, now we have 34 rolls. And I think we are fine. I mean, it's, but yeah. eventually we, I, I truly believe if, if there was a time we're out of toilet paper, there's going to be bigger problems with, uh, we'll be running uh, short on power and electricity, I mean, electricity and water and all that if there are no new rolls of paper, you know, roll, uh, toilet paper. And then on that second note, where you're in that supermarket and you're around people you know, in the back of your mind you say, I have to deal with these people, I live with these people, so my behavior will be, uh, you know, they'll internalize my behavior. They'll remember what I did and how I behaved. And these other people show up and they go into, they get into desperation mode and they say, well, they don't know who I am. It's a big set, uh, city mentality. It doesn't, I truly believe it. I, I don't think people are generally nicer. I think it's the ability to be known. And you're going to be, exactly. you're more accountable for your behavior. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I recognize the employees of Winn-Dixie when I go there. I mean, I may not know all of them by name, but I certainly know most of them by face. And I will tell you, around that time... Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah. There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. When I, you know, observed the hoarding going on, one of the employees was bitterly complaining about... I have a family, and I am exposed, and we are not allowed to wear masks, and blah, blah, blah. And all I'm doing is doing my self-checkout and trying to get my four items, you uh -huh. know what I mean? And, um, and she was really upset, and, and I think, frankly, did not want to be there. She was very afraid, and, of course, fear is a huge motivator. And, um, and so, but, but here's the good news. Now when I've been in the grocery stores, and granted, we're all trying to limit our visits to the grocery stores, I mean, I'm wearing a face mask, a buff uh, for fishing. Basically, I have it because um, I'm outdoors a lot. And, um, and I've noticed many, many more people are, too. And, of course, they've put up um, some of the, is it like called a face guard or whatever, the plastic mm -hmm. shields around our cashiers, which is good. That has to bring them some comfort. But I have noticed that the employees themselves also are permitted to wear um, something on their face if they choose. To. So I think that, you know, I think that's a big step. Whether they have permission to do that or not, you know, that's, that's not my purview um, because I think initially it seemed like they were not allowed. But I think now everyone has gotten the message that, hey, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's all do this. If we're all wearing a mask, um, maybe we'll, you know, uh, protect those that, that are especially vulnerable. Um, you know, I do know, you do notice it is apparent that, there's people that are observing uh, using protective uh, gear, the mask and the gloves and things like that, using social distancing. But uh, I did notice when I was at the supermarket, it's even more glaringly apparent when people aren't doing those things. Uh, when they're standing in the aisle and they see someone they know and they gather around the same cart and they're just hanging out, leaning close to each other. And I go, hey, that is up to them. That is, um, that's personally responsibility. But if you want to come in contact with someone else later on, I think it's somewhat sticking your head in the sand or a denial. There's radical self-denial that occurs with people that are, are getting into groups, uh, big groups, still getting together, going to the sandbar. Uh, there was exactly. a, a supposedly 100 boats there. Uh, people said, well, let them do what they're going to do. Well, that's... I mean, the responsibility part is, yeah, you may not have it. They don't understand the, uh, they may not understand the possibility of being asymptomatic. Right, you right. You don't have to have the symptoms, and you could pass it on. 
and you're pa you're just elongating the process that uh, social distancing is supposed to interrupt. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, and I know, and and I think that. Our public officials have been very measured and, and are emphasizing the rationale behind the social distancing, you know, so that we can, quote, flatten the curve. You know, let's, let's get through this and on the other side as quickly as possible. And if everybody practices social distancing, et cetera, we're back to normal more quickly. Like, I think they're getting that word out. But you're right. I, you know, who knows if the boats were 10 feet apart on the sandbar and then the people also, you know, six feet apart or, you know, but yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, you know, seem to adhere to. You know, the, the overall goal. On the other hand, you know, um, maybe they figure they're around their family anyway. But now they're around their family out at the sandbar, and they're going to do the best they can. I mean, I doubt anyone was wearing masks out there, but maybe they were. Maybe they were protecting <laughs> themselves, you know, from the sun and the um, and the germs at the same You're time. You're being but... very generous, Jill. I, 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 I would, <laughs> if I had money, and I'm not a gambling man. I imagine yep. they, they, there were people that kind of fishermen masks, the ones that wear those when they're out fishing. The people that go to the yep. sandbar don't seem to do that that often. I did notice, and this is, uh, I, I got to watch using this word. Is there a another word to use, a synonym for uh, anecdotal? Because I went by Key Largo Park with, we were riding our bikes, my wife and I. And I yep. purchased a bike. I purchased, I haven't, I'm a, a I'm a fitness instructor uh, part-time at Mariner's Hospital. I, I teach a spin class. Mm -hmm. And since I started doing that, I stopped, stopped uh, because part of the reasons I started doing indoor spinning was because I used to exercise on a bike and, and I got hit by a car, but I didn't get hurt. I, I just figured oh, if I kept on chancing that getting hit by a car, eventually it was going to not get lucky. So I, I did, I became, I started exercising in spin and then I became an instructor. And then when this happened, they closed the gym and then I purchased a bike and we're riding our bikes around and we go, we like going to the parks. We went and played tennis. You know, it was the three of us. We played tennis my wife, daughter and I and figure we're in the same house. So, um, that's, you know, that's us three. And yeah. people may say, yeah. listen, you're not we're not practicing social distance to ourselves because we're eating meals together and things like that, unless one of us became symptomatic. But as long as we do that, that's who we're interacting. When I go out, I wear the personal protective when we send one person out to do the shopping. So we go to the park yesterday. It was as crowded as I ever seen the park. Oh, my. Volleyball courts, every tennis thing was. In. And I said, tennis, you think, well, how far apart are they going to be and stuff? Well, they're, they're, the, the transmission thing is the balls, the felt balls. That's right. That's right. We're all they're picking, picking them up the with our hands if we're out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. Yep. And yep. The, the basketball and the whole place is crowded. And we're just looking at it and said, boy, we can't go. We can't go to the, we can't go to the uh, tennis courts. Because there was a fallacy. Uh, um, some of the things I didn't realize uh, – I learned uh, a little doing some of the, the remote classes. You have children, right, Jill? Right. Yes. Yes. How Two old teen are your boys. Uh, Sixteen and nineteen. So one was affected by you know our local school closure, and the other one is at a university, <laughs> and um, he ended up in the Bahamas happily for ten days. Um, there was no reason to come back. And so, um, yeah, so that was a strange scenario. But anyway, what you were saying about your family, what was that? Well, I mean, I'm doing a science class with my daughter, and I found out some things. I had made, uh, I thought, that the sunlight was a you know, the best disinfectant for it. And it turned out since the coronavirus is a protein, it's not a living thing, that the sunlight has very little effect on it. The amount of UV radiation that you would get from the sun doesn't really degrade it mm, mm. And, and, or degrade it significantly uh which we learned in her science we were doing you know was helping her with her science thing and i go wow and and the reason why washing your hands is that is that the coronavirus is covered by uh, lipid which is a fat and 
uh, using soap, it um, breaks that fat and, and allows to degrade the virus underneath the protein. So, so that 20 minutes, and especially hot water with any soap that foams well, that's the, the best. You know, and you hear people you know, say, what? I, I was going to say, the, and again, and I'm always a, you know, glasses half full person, but the silver lining down the road, down the road when we're through this, is people hopefully have gotten a message how significantly important it is to wash hands frequently. Like every time you come in from the grocery store, every time you, you know, are in the bathroom, every mm-hmm. time, you know, like, like literally it can't have been hammered home any more than it has been recently, um, the importance of washing your hands. Yep. Oh, have you ever seen, and this, I'm going to, there's a, it's not even tenuous, there's a direct correlation. You ever seen the movie about Howard Hughes, The Aviator, with Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Oh, okay. Well, he was, um, uh, he was germ-phobic. Yeah, everyone, if they oh. Yeah, and there's scenes in, and there's scenes in there where Leonardo DiCaprio and he's just washing his hands like crazy. At one point, washes uh, his hands so stringently, he actually cuts his hand. Uh, oh dear! Because of the cut, but it's he's all about that not touching anything. And I said, boy, that character, the Leonardo uh, Howard Hughes in The Aviator, is the prototypical, you know, evolution of the person that will succeed in not getting sick. And there you looking, go. And they're treating him. He was the outlier, the, the person yes. that was outside the norm. Back in the about, day. And it's, it, it's a, a, a little over a month and a half. We have changed from shaking hands. I, th- I, don't think, I think shaking hands is going to become antiquated. Yep. It, yep. it, and uh, definitely hugs. Yes. Uh, hugs yep. will change. Um, uh, maybe we're going to adopt maybe the bowing. Maybe, you know, people say, hey, the, maybe the Japanese have it right. Ah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, of course, again, we're during Easter week, and, you know, um, uh, County Commissioner Michelle Coldiron uh, posted something about she, how she had watched a church service online at her church, San, San Pablo, mm-hmm. Catholic Church in Marathon. And we always, in that church, in, in the Catholic religion, we do peace be with you and extend our hands, and you can't do that anymore. So, oh, yeah. so you're I'm, right. I'm, it uh, may I'm, all I'm change. Catholic it too. may all change. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm it's going to be like more of a wave. You know, hey, yeah, maybe actually that's exactly the, right. the peace sign. Maybe we're going to get back to the peace sign. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, we. Um, that, oh, and uh, do you have a, more time? Yes, Anyone yes, I have a few. Yeah, past, we few more minutes. Sure. Half hour. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, and this probably has to do with your job too. I some of the meetings I had in the Catholic uh, uh, mass. Uh, I, I'm not going to get in. There's plenty of people covering whether it's responsible or not, have huge gatherings on, on Easter Sunday. Uh, but right, the right. social um, media or, or the social tools we have now, such as Skype, Zoom, Google, FaceTime, I go to meetings. Uh, I belong to a, a – I, you know what? I, I don't need to keep a secret to you because I don't keep a secret to my listeners. I belong to a 12, 12-step program. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, I'm 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 sober. So yeah, uh, we do our meetings online. And originally last week, people started bombing them. They called uh, Zoom bombing, where they were interrupting the meetings, and and then they people adapted. Uh, first, okay. The the adaptation. I'm not going to be talking about the uh, the meetings themselves. I'm talking about the way society's changed. And people say the work from home originally. When you uh, 20 years ago, when I heard about you know people telecommuting and things like that, it was uh, a very tech. You had to be very technically savvy to be have a, a meeting. You had to have a very advanced uh, internet computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the yes. computer. Yeah, you had to yes. have a, a good equipment, so it was fast enough. And nowadays, you can do this on your smartphone, 
and things like that. And the it, everyone took a crash course. It seems like people are taking crash courses in this right now, being able to go see their masses. You know, we're watching live feeds on YouTube or you're going to these Zoom meetings. You got people 70 years old that have to learn how to be um, uh, uh, security conscious, set up a VPN or something like that. It's gotten easier or more user friendly. How have you experienced have you? I mean, you were probably doing that already anyway for your job, right? Yes, much. So some of my meetings that I cover, for example, the Florida Keys Transportation Committee that, you know, is looking to deal with traffic, et cetera, in the Keys. Um, they had a small meeting room in Marathon, and they actually wanted um, people to attend via you know, the, via a, a media platform because they simply didn't have room within the meeting room for everybody that maybe wanted to attend. And, of course, you know, it's very eco-friendly to watch from the comfort of your home and not be commuting. That would have been about um, 80 miles round trip for me to go cover this meeting. And and so definitely. Um, and, and, you know, it's as simple as somebody sending a link. So literally, if somebody knows the basics about computers and receives an email, a lot of times they can in, be like invited to attend a meeting and they click on that and they're in. Now, sometimes you have to have the app or, you know, um, put something on your phone in order to see the person or hear the person. Um, so I get that. But, uh, you know, with a teenager's help, <laughs> most people can figure all these opportunities out for meeting, like, over the Internet. It's, it's a phenomenal thing. And even internationally, of course, what's that app called? I've got it somewhere on my phone here. Um, it, oh, it's called WhatsApp, right? Yeah, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. That's an international one. So say I'm in Italy and want to talk to somebody at home in the Florida Keys, as long as they have that app, it's free. So, so it really is a wonderful thing. I mean, and then even for t you know keeping in touch with people out of state. Um, if they can see their face, you know, the first one I think was probably Skype or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, but certainly there's others like FaceTime, et cetera, and Zoom. I mean, Zoom apparently has taken off the charts in terms of um, its usage. And, uh, you know, there's always opportunity for these, mm -hmm. um, you know, these, these Internet gurus. But, um, but certainly, it's, uh, it, I mean, these apps make it easier to keep in touch. And I've also heard about people taking the time and reconnecting with college friends or people that meant something in their past, but because we're so insanely busy working most of the time in our wonderful U.S. culture, um, we just don't have time to interact the way we would like. And, and apparently, you know, people are reconnecting. And it's really a good thing from that perspective. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent, I agree. Uh, Sunday, I went to a meeting, and it was uh, it was from the Midlands in the United Kingdom. And yesterday, I was uh, because timing is for the meetings in 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 the United States. Obviously, people want to go before work, lunchtime, or after work. That's weekdays, and then weekends are a little variable thing. But because of quarantining, we have all this time available. I wanted to go to a meeting at 10 o'clock, and there was a sunrise meeting in L.A. So I went and did a search, and I found a meeting in L.A., and I went to a meeting in L.A. And you know, Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And, uh, you know, if you're up in the middle of the night, you could go to, um, like, uh, 14 hours ahead, you have Australia. So if Exactly, was like, exactly. Yeah, it was 3 in the morning, and I said, well, 5 o'clock in the afternoon in Australia, I can go to an Australian meeting. So, yeah, there, there well, are... We're learning things while we're doing this. It's making people more literate. Yeah. And, and, and I want to say something also about we're seeing in Italy, in Venice, posts about how Venice's water has cleared up because mm -hmm. the boats are not operating. The vaporettos, vaporettos are not. Hello? Hello? Are you... Are you back? 
Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Oh, good. I'm glad I, oh, okay. I was going to hang up and call you back. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So I was just saying, I've heard in both Venice, Italy, and Paris, France, there is noticeable, um, noticeably less pollution. I guess this has also happened in China as well. Notably less pollution just because we're meeting by phone or we're not in our vehicles and we're not in our boats stirring up sediment in various canals. And so water and air pollution is, is you know, as low as it was, I don't know, 50 years ago or something. So th again, it, you know, these, these crazy phenomenon, phenomena are happening. And um, boy, if we can maintain some of the lessons we learned, it's oh. just going to be a great thing. Oh, and oh, then LA, one last thing LA, I want to say. If you wanted to look at L.A., there's a, if you get yeah. the LA skyline uh, over yep. the, the last uh, uh, four, three, four weeks, it, it, I mean, it is beautiful, brilliant blue out there. And where Isn't that it, amazing? It I'm sorry I interrupted. Yes. No, no, no. And oh, and tonight is a super moon. So again, you know, if we're social distancing, we can all go outside and look at our super moon out there. And I guess that means, you know, it's very close to the Earth or whatever, one of the larger moons, maybe the largest in, in you know, this year. Oh. But anyway, just it's, it's little activities like that. Oh, that, I must that, have misheard that. I thought it was an option. I that, see. Yeah, you can either stay in <laughs> and have soup, or you can go outside and, and look at the moon. So it's a soup. And moon. <laughs> <laughs> soup you know, or moon. Early, I got it. Early at heart, <laughs> the Keys Bartender is a comedy podcast, but uh, because of I tell you, that is funny. That's uh, good. It's lame, I know. I try not to do. Hey, listen, I d I do check explicit because every time, so often, people throw out the f word because it's a bar show. So oh, I, right, just leave, right. I leave it checked to explicit, even though we didn't do anything explicit um, so, <laughs> yet. Um, <laughs> but just in case, yeah. just in case. No, but, uh, well, no, maybe. The super moon tonight, that sounds wonderful. I th yeah. Exactly. So it's the simple things, and we definitely can, uh, can uh, you know, appreciate those, even though we're doing our best to observe what we must do at this time. And again, it won't last forever. Everyone's saying that, you know, expression, mm -hmm. this too shall pass, and, and that's what people have to believe and hang on to. And um, certainly, you know, if, if people need food, there are free foods at, you know, pantries and, and through restaurants. And, you know, the generosity of our Keyswide community is phenomenal. And, um, and then even I'm hearing if people need um, to talk to somebody, you know, all the hotlines or that kind of thing are available. The pastors, the priests, the rabbis, they are there. Just pick up the phone. Uh, it makes a difference. If somebody needs to talk to somebody, if they live alone, I mean, by all means, pick up the phone and talk to somebody. I mean, people are, are more than willing, more than willing to, to be a listening ear. So they shouldn't, they shouldn't feel alone. You know, we might be cooped up, but we're, but we're not alone. Well, thank you for your words of optimism, Jill. And I think on that <laughs> note, maybe we should uh, end on the high note. As George Costanza, uh, George Costanza, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you leave, you leave on your high note right there. So. Well, I so appreciate uh, talking with you this morning, and I'm very happy I am now aware of your podcast and, and learned a little bit about you. And uh, I thank you for doing this. Oh sure, and I'd like to have you on again, and uh, we could, you know, think we could talk about coming out of it eventually. And if you have anything, if you have anything you want to talk about, I'm, I'm will, you know, anytime. Uh, okay, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, and uh, what uh, I was, you know, there's, I don't do any. Uh, Right now, I'm not doing any advertising right now because I think it's kind of crass. I got, I mentioned to a, I do one of my shows with a friend of mine who's uh, a retired psychologist and he lives in Spain for half the year. He's uh, from, originally from Baltimore. And okay. we were talking about getting sales calls during the pandemic. I had someone, I was <laughs> a month, uh, two, um, about a month and a half, two months ago, I was looking for a car. I'm looking for an electric vehicle. And they called me up uh, less than a week ago. And oh. I said, I don't have any place to go right now. I have two cars and, 
and you know actually my cars are very efficient right now I I only get a tank of gas every three weeks I mean with every three weeks I haven't gotten any gas in three weeks and I still have more than three quarters of a tank so you know the electric vehicle would be moot at this point so yeah interesting I'm not selling short that in the future I'm just saying the future yeah sure yeah and eventually sure. I, say, I think you may get a little more incentives coming in <laughs> you know, sure there you so, go so so ec- economic planning there <laughs> yes well Jill thank you very much um, okay, and, thank uh, you, Jim. Uh, best of luck with everything. Best to, to your family. And uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. My pleasure, and I look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Oh, take care, Jill. Bye, Jim. Goodbye. Well, folks, uh, that was wonderful having Jill here. Uh, we are going to do, later on today, we're going to be doing a show, uh, from another live show at 730 if uh, this is my erstwhile sister, erstwhile, she's my sister all the time, and my brother-in-law, there are um, a, a um, I don't know how to call them. They're not exotic. They are certainly they 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 have their habits. So I hope they um, we have a good show right there, and I will be back you later on tonight and then we have a couple other shows coming to you thank you for listening and have a great day and be healthy practice your social distance and remember to wash your hands it was a korean girl that worked on a cruise ship and she always stand at the entrance of the the restaurants we would go to and she go washi 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 did it and i used to like that so but uh it's almost sounded like a massage parlor when i heard that But have a great day, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey, guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, Whoops. I'm going to leave a note. Oh, gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more.